afternoon, good morning, good evening, people, and welcome to episode 262 of Dude and the Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... I'm going to do my full name today. Hiya. It's Rebecca Kate Foster. And you're going to do the full, full, full name. name. Full, yeah. full name. <laughs> and, and as I said, I am joined by, it's the artist formerly known as Ian Loring, I love everyone's favourite Cam Gadanga. E. e. <laughs> and now he is to be known for the next week as It's Coming Home. Hi. Hello. Good evening. <laughs> uh, we, we have a, a bit of a bumper show uh, this week. We have um, main reviews of um, from all three of us, uh, of Sicario, Day of Soldado, or Sicario 2, Soldado, or Soldado, whatever it is going to be called where you're from. in the region that you are. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, two Netflix films, uh, one which we'll all three of us be reviewing, which is the uh, movie Tau, uh, and the other one is the movie Calibre, the... Rebecca Kate Foster, Foster. Uh, didn't get to... Uh, <laughs> I almost all of it. You, you didn't get to like, just the end because we had, we had a minor pet disaster. We had, like, almost minor pet disaster. It was pretty disastrous. You were here. It was horrific. <laughs> it was horrific, but he's still there. He's still Kinda. alive. Yeah. Um, and um, yes, so me and Ian are going to talk through, through Calibre, uh, a movie that played the Edinburgh Film Festival a few weeks ago and, and um, was quite well received, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, we're also going to get to some uh, what we've been watching and... We literally didn't really watch much this week. We've been in three films and general kind of life stuff. And then... Um, and it's been sunny and there's been beer. There has been beer and sunshine and football and things like that. But it, it, we were babysitting last night and managed to rack through three movies. I, I fell asleep for the last one. <laughs> so so there's, there's, there's that, which is pretty cool. Um, and we'll have the... Uh, we, we may have some trailers, uh, maybe, if Ian's watched the video, because we've tried, but I haven't found any. I think I've watched one. Fuck it. I don't think I have, you know. I, I've watched that one for that film, but I can't remember what it's called, but it stars Chris O'Dowd, uh, Rose Byrne, and Ethan Hawke. And Rose Byrne does an appalling British accent in it. Well, we need to know like, what that is, don't we? Like, ridiculously appalling. It's called oh, Juliet Naked or something. Oh, yeah, okay. I think Ethan Hawke is... the Nick Hornby book. Yeah, Ethan Hawke's get Like, I think he might be getting a bit of, like, awards buzz. Maybe. Yeah. Um, this quick, like, we'll quickly do trailers now, and then we'll go to news after that. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks like a really interesting film, but it's been detracted by the fact that that Rose Byrne's doing a Cockney accent like that, if she is. She's talking like that all the time. <laughs> and it's like, hang on a minute, Rose, you did a really decent British accent when you were in Get Into the Greek. Why don't you just do that? Why are you doing that? Is Why she... are you talking like that? Hang on a second, though. What rating is it? I don't know. Because the only, the only excuse for doing a fake Cockney accent is to be able to say, you know... A C word. It can. It fucking can. <laughs> yeah. It fucking can. Yeah, it's not that kind of film. No. Oh, um, so yeah, it, it looks interesting, but yeah, it, it literally you, you look at going, oh, people are just going to tear this film apart for her accent. Oh, that's don't do that, Rose. <laughs> don't do that. Um, so yeah, so beyond that, I just don't think there has been any trailers, but there has been some 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 news. I feel like there was like a trailer about that we saw. It. Was it the trailer for Uncle Drew, uh, the film from that funny guy from Get Out that has all the basketball players in? No. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw the trailer uh, for that. Yeah, I, I, Ian, were you all the way through the trailer for that, watching it going, what? why am I watching this trailer in a cinema? Why is this going to play in a cinema? I don't understand what's going on. NBA stars, hasn't it? 
You've got loads of races that, that nobody gives a shit about in this country, and I would say 99.9% of people don't know who they are. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, didn't it? One. All right, one out of the rest of them. It, it's it's interesting that because I think it just came out this past weekend, and I think if it wasn't for the fact that cinemas are basically starved for product at the moment, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that probably would have been VOD over here. But yeah. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ! Super Troopers two got a wide theatrical a few weeks back. Um, yeah, I, I, I was kind of curious about because I did actually enjoy Super Troopers, but then I did think, but. Do I need to see Super Troopers 2 in the cinema or can I just wait a month and it'll be on one of the streaming sites? Yeah. Is Super Troopers anything to do with that, No. You've seen Super Troopers? Probably have. You've seen it multiple times. My brain's too warm, Mark. It's not working. (laughs) Is that a fucking excuse? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, news-wise, what's happened? Um, What's happened in the news? Everyone's angry with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, everyone's always. Um, they are a little bit. It, 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 it is like it is like she she looks at a hot topic and then tries to troll the world by going, "Oh, you know me. I'm like your beloved uh, actress that everybody loves because look at me. I'm pretty and I'm also a great actress and I pick interesting movie roles whilst also managing to be the strong woman in multiple uh, Marvel movies. Oh, by the way, I'm going to culturally appropriate this movie and I'm going to play a trans person in this movie. Ah, bullshit. It, it, it is a little bit. Bullshit. So what's your feelings on it, Becky? Because don't hold back. It's just bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> like, at the end of the day, they need to sell the movie. They have to get people in. And I understand it's a question of representation and blah, 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 but no... Who's going to play it? Which trans actress is going to play it? Or, no, sorry, trans actor is going to play it. Name one. That's it. Nobody really can. No. And do you know what? At least they're making the movie. Well, that's... Subject matter, and they'll do it sensitively. I just... I just... Everyone is so fucking ready to get offended about anything. That's the, I think that's, that's the argument, is... It is... doesn't help, I don't think, that it's the same director that, that did Ghost in the Shell. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So everyone's like, oh... Well, it, it, the, the duo strikes again, it's, and it's like, oh, fuck. It is a little bit, like, they should have anticipated it and just gone, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe it just isn't a good idea, because we've already had one, what was a really, really good movie mm. in Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell is a, is a really solid film yeah. that actually deals with that situation and, and what it was criticised for quite well. And a lot of the people that are throwing that criticism of it are people who haven't actually seen the movie. The thing is, I feel um, like she's not a terribly Asian-looking character in the anime anyway. Well, but the thing is there, is that too from there should then look at that and go, do you know, maybe, maybe we don't. Maybe we look for something else. Yeah, I, I get that. But on the flip side, if that happens and nobody makes anything because they're so worried about everyone getting offended... That film just won't get made, well, that is and then right. that representation within the sphere of cinema. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a transactor getting the, but it's the it's, getting it's the, the, the but it's it's getting that out there and making it. It's it's normalising it a little bit and it's yeah. putting it out there in the sphere of people's consciousnesses, and just. I actually, I, I get it to an extent. I get it. It's like it, it must be disappointing to. To, to have that happen, but I just don't see what the route that could have gone down. It's there's, just, there's an argument 
No, I mean, it, it's just it, it's it's baby steps. That that's that, the thing. It, that is exactly the phrase I was about to use. Yeah. I was about to say is you've got to look at it as as, as baby steps for, for getting it out there. That, it's yeah, it's weird. That was exactly the phrase I was going to use. Yeah, yeah I mean, rebuttal to it is you know it's it's valid. You know, yeah. Um, Jeffrey Tambor got a little bit of static for transparent, but not nowhere near the the level that she's got for this. No, I mean, I, I, I think I agree with absolutely everything you guys have said, and I think the problem was that her, I think her reaction was a bit tone deaf. Yeah. But yeah. considering the amount of shit that woman has had in the last I- couple of years, I think I might just be a bit like, do you know what? Fuck you. You know, I mean, it, she didn't say that, but what was it? She was like, talk to. Go talk to Jared Leto and like a few other people who had, who had like played these roles. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the quote. Bear with me one second. And and and, but I mean, I, Becky will get the quote. But I I see a point there. It's like Jared Leto won a fucking Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know. Um. And, and people didn't kick kick up that fuss. It just. It, it it's. Twitter rage is almost like weaponized now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So she, sorry, just to interrupt. Yeah, great. She said, "Tell them they can be directed to Jeffrey Tambor, Jared Leto, and Felicity Huffman's reps for comment." It's a sick burn. It is. Yeah. The the, the thing is, I I actually like the fact that she hasn't come out and tried to. What is it? She's no. She's very much gone. Do you know what? What really? Again? Fuck off! Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. and I mean, uh, credit to her. The, the the thing is, I think, I I I don't know. She, there hasn't really been that many conciliatory noises out of her about Ghost in the Shell either. And I mean, like, I I disagree yeah. with I disagree with the the, the points about like Ghost in the Shell being cultural appropriation and whatnot. And I think the film handles it really well. I mean, fuck, just yeah. like refer back to our review for more talk of that. Um, but it's I I wonder if her agent had seen that statement previous or not. It's one of her reps that's released it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It just... Yeah. She's got to be... I I don't know. She's got to be careful. Like, it's... Her star has somewhat fallen thanks to the performance of Ghost in the Shell. And... It's like I think, uh, frankly, I think she's really brave for doing the fucking roles she's doing, and she's using mm. her draw to do interesting stuff, much like Jennifer Lawrence. But it, I don't know. It just, I, it does feel that does kind of feel like oh fuck off, yeah. yeah. And it maybe needed to be less caustic than that because you are only going to incite people to be to be worse. Like that is that's fanning that's giving oxygen yeah. to the oh, fucking yeah. idiots on Twitter. Um, but they are idiots. I feel like if if she was just Scarlett to an extent doing you know the what was the film Under the Skin yeah and Ghost in the Shell and this this new one that's coming out if the, if it was that Scarlett Johansson making that comment fine. But when you're Scarlett Johansson, who's also a Black Widow in a massive franchise, 
yeah. that makes a fuck ton of money all the time and are potentially going to get your own standalone movie, and, you have to be a bit more careful. And she's yeah. one of the key character glues. Yeah, she is. She's one of the core, isn't she? Yeah, she, you know, she, she's not had her, her own movie, but she's she's been very prevalent in, in, in a lot of them. She's... But let's be real, no one's going to boycott an Avengers movie because it's got your hands no, being a no. bit shitty about playing a trans. No, and the thing is... Uh, I don't know, you give it till next year. <laughs> you we, we, yeah, we wouldn't have said that about um, people would, would people boycott a Star Wars movie because... They want what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so have, you seen, have you seen it released like a fan poster for that, the remake of The Last Jedi? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Uh, it's all like Luke Skywalker in the front holding up a lightsaber with abs going on. Oh, uh, isn't it like um like Carrie Fish Last Jedi Carrie Fisher photoshopped in a gold bikini? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty funny. They just need to fucking get over that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love Ryan Johnson's response to all of this, where he's just like, "Please, please do this." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's fucking great. Like, uh, oh man, that man—he's gone up in my estimation by leaps and bounds over the last few weeks. The way he's fucking dealing with all this shit. I, I do like the way that he has—he has basically dealt with it head on and just gone, "Fuck you." <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's been it's been great. He's he's he's, it, he's not tried to hide from it. He's he's attacked it and gone. No, I made that movie. I like that movie. And I stand by it. It's a fucking good movie. Hmm? It is. Oh, actually, on on a similar note, following on from from our Kelly tram conversation a few weeks back, um, have you seen about the whole Jar Jar Binks guy thing this week that's come out? Oh yeah, that he like he fessed up that he almost killed himself because of the abuse the he got. Yeah, he attempted suicide because of the the backlash from mm. from fans. What what? It's such a toxic fan base. It's just so so much of fandom seems to be toxic. It's. I I, I don't know. I mean, like I, I don't know if you guys saw the tweet that James Mangold put out the other day. Where he was saying, like, if people carry on like this, you're not gonna have like interesting filmmakers make films for these audiences anymore because they won't want to have to deal with the shit they're gonna get no. from from fans for not doing what they want to do, you know. And it's and you know that I mean, James Mangold. I mean, obviously he made. He made Logan. He made the Wolverine, and the Wolverine. I kind of feel like if that film was released now, he would he would be he would just get shit on Twitter constantly for it. Well, yeah. But then he made but he made Logan, and everybody likes Logan, so it's fine. Um, but you know, it was like somebody like because it was like somebody tweeting him saying like you better not fucking make a Boba Fett film, and he was just like, fuck off. I'm. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm making a, a, a film about Ferrari at the moment. Thanks very much. There's, there's nothing going on there, and then it kind of led into it. And it, it's just, I, I, again, I saw a tweet from someone earlier on saying like the only fan base that doesn't seem to be toxic these days is the Mission Impossible films. Um, Christopher McQuarrie might disagree on that. <laughs> well, yeah, no, quite because he gets a lot. He gets a, a ton of shit as well. But like McQuarrie he, 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 bites back. 
That's... Yeah, it, it's been a lot of shit this this this, this week um, from from fans. And the thing is, he he has literally been saying, "I I don't even know what you're criticising." You know, it, it, someone was was complaining about um, it still being Tom Cruise, and that he he he's just writing these films for um, for Tom Cruise. And like, are you are you actually accusing me of writing the films for the star of the film, the star and producer? Yeah, it's I, a, it, that's that's kind of the point of the movies, dumbass. <laughs> Mission Impossible without Tom Cruise would just be a ridiculous waste of time. So it said, "Oh, it's all just to stroke uh, Tom Cruise's ego," and his, his response was, "Did you watch Rogue Nation?" <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, Renner's not in this one, is he? I don't think so, no. God, do you remember, like, when Ghost Protocol came out and there was, like, all the, like, people saying, like, oh, they're grooming Renner to, like, take over from Cruise? Well, they, they kind of, they, they were, really. Yeah. That was the idea. And it was, Cruise was basically saying, look, this will be my last outing as Ethan Hunt because it, it that was when his star had kind of started to dip a little bit and his movies were, were shuddering a little bit. And then Ghost Protocol was, was well-received um, and... Then you had, you know, Oblivion didn't make a lot of money, but people were a big fan of it. See, same for Edge of Tomorrow. Jack Reacher ended up in a bit of a sleeper hit for him. And he... <laughs> That's where he needs to go in disguise and just put the hat just on. Put hat on yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it's, it, it, it kind of came back. It's just, it's just the fact that that guy hands in the hat as well. It's like, yeah. you're on the run from the police, but yeah, you're Tom like... Cruise, so I'm going to give you a hat. Yeah, it literally is. Literally, you've just got out of that car, nonchalantly walked away. The police have just come round and they've gone. All these people at this bus stop go. Well, he must be a good egg because <laughs> that, <laughs> that fucking scene. I love that film. Oh, it is good. And I, that scene. Jack, no. Jack Reacher never go back. Really was a fucking. That was a just a, an odd film. Really wet fucking fart of a film that was. That 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 film suffered from from the fact that it was a twelve A, but you watch it going, this is a fifteen. This is a he's just snapped a man's neck. Oh, neck break! You've got all of a neck break. He snaps a man's neck in a in a twelve A, and you look at it going, this this is no more violent. This is no less violent. In fact, it's probably more violent than the first one. I, I mean, that that film was not great because it was unfilmed at Ed Zwick. Yeah, yeah, it like oh, yeah, you know. Actually, it was an odd movie for Edward Wick to make. That just felt like a fucking. Oh, he's my mate from the Last Samurai. We need a director. Fuck it. It it, it does feel a little bit like it's gone. Ed, Edward Wick. He needs he, he needs some work. Mm. He, he's got he's got some he's got like a he's got an extension. He still needs to pay for. Yeah, it, uh, but. Hey, Fallout's out in a few weeks. It's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, it, 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 it probably really is going to be amazing. It's going, to so be, it's going to be fucking amazing, that film. Like, straight up. Very, very pumped. I, I, yeah. take, it, I take it you guys are going through all the films in the build-up. Yes. When do we get to start? Uh, next week. In, in 4K? Not quite in 4K, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Saving up for potential vet bills, mate. Uh, I'm gonna fucking let you off. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Uh, right. We're just just back onto the fandom thing for a second before we move on. Like, I, I just I really don't get it. Like, within my kind of sphere of what I'm really passionate about, like 
the, the Doctor Who fandom, I know I'm like outing myself as a massive nerd, but the Doctor Who fandom, when, when Capaldi took over and when Jodie Whittaker's taking over, that's so, that, even that is like as toxic and it's, I just feel like, you know what, if I had a real problem with Capaldi or Jodie Whittaker, I'd just not watch that series and wait. Because because the internet gives people a chance to, to, to anonymously be shitty. But people just feel so entitled to having what they want and it's not... In universal, it's a subjective mm. thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I just don't get it. I'd just see it out. Like, if I read a Stephen King, if I started reading a Stephen King book and it was really shit, I didn't like it. I'd just not read the rest of that one. That's it. it, 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 it it's it's the growing sense of entitlement. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of, 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 well, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Or this isn't what I wanted it to be. It's like, right. wrong. Yeah. Well, Okay. Oh well. <laughs> Adjust your expectations. It wasn't written for you. Yeah. Mental. There wasn't a picture of you up in the office where they went, that's the guy we're writing it for. <laughs> that fucking guy there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Well, we've got three reviews to do. However, one of the films we watched for my review, we watched the first one as a rewatch, didn't we? Yes, we did. So, should we start with the review of Tau? First. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to turn on my fan. Can you let me know if you can hear it? I had, I had it on earlier on, but I like, I turned it off. Uh, but I'm too hot. Are you dying from overwarm? I'm fucking. I just. I. It's it, done. I'm just. I'm done. It's it's on now. I don't know how annoying that is in the background. Oh, I barely hear it. Like really, like, barely, barely hear it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. I, I, Apologies if it does annoy anyone listening, but it I it's either this or I melt. So, <laughs> oh god, that's good. Yeah, towel. Let's do towel. I'm a person, right? And a person. Subject three. Return to your tasks immediately. I don't belong in here. Or you will be punished. I came from out there. That's where Alex goes every day. Because he's a person. You have 10 seconds to obey my command. And more people too. 10, 9, 8, So if you can seven, unlock the door. 6, 5, I'll show you four. what's outside. Outside? What is outside? Tao, uh, he's directed by Fabrizio D'Alessandro. De, uh, That's not a real name. Right? Um, <laughs> Noga Landau. Uh, it stars Michael Monroe. He was that. He was uh, that. Ed Skerrin uh, and the voice of Gary Oldman, which you didn't know. Which I didn't. I didn't it. notice until Ian pointed it out to me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Michael Monroe plays Julia, uh, who is a, um, a a neon kind of member of Fagan's gang from Oliver. <laughs> um, That's very good. And she is. Is, is kidnapped um, by a well, essentially a, a jacked up uh, Mark Zuckerberg, basically. Um, played like, by like Zuck, Zuck taken to the nth degree. Yeah, yeah, like 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 Zuck really started pounding the protein shakes and just had too many fucking fucking ab burners and was just just got roided to fuck and went. I, I don't need to do. I need to create AR. AI and I need to I need to just fucking kill some motherfuckers. Uh, and so she wakes up in, in a, a weird kind of dungeon with a, a surgical mask face thing on. 
Yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into what kind of happened, but it turns out she's in a smart house, would you say? Yeah. Called Tao. Yeah, it's like she who shall not be named, taken. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's uh, begins possible. with A, works for Amazon, and is listening to everything we say right everything now. Everything we say. <laughs> so, yes. Um, Ian, what did you think to Tao? <laughs> um, Gary Oldman says smart paint. He does say smart paint. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Um, it feels like a film that would be on at Fright Fest on Sunday at ten past one in the Discovery screen. Um, yeah. But it's on Netflix and Gary Oldman's in it. Um, yeah, it's. Ro- I mean, it's really, really ropey. Um, it, it doesn't, I mean, just the fucking second half where Mike and Monroe and Gary Oldman are having these conversations and Gary Oldman's just like, what is outside? Um, I'm a person. I didn't, I didn't mean to hurt other, and it, it, it's just, I have a name. I am a person. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. And just the fact that it's trying to convince you of the relationship between Micah Monroe and a house. We well, try to blur the line, isn't it, between what what constitutes a person. I suppose that's that's kind of what he's trying to do. Just yeah, hardly. I don't know. It, it, it's just I. It, it's like a really, really fucking dumb person watched her. <laughs> It's yeah. It's not very good, is it? It, The the thing is, I would describe the 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 movie as being thirty percent idea that doesn't work, twenty percent nice visuals. You just like Mike. No, no, well, well, no, I'm coming to that. 20% 20% um, nice visuals, 10% smart pain, and 40% Michael Monroe legs. There's even a point in it where the film actually goes, oh, shit, we've put trousers on her. We've put trousers on everybody. Um, we need to get those trousers into shorts. ASAP. As soon as possible. Yeah. And the, the, the horrible thing is, at that point, I was thinking, because at, at that point, what you're thinking there is, is she's woke up, she's captive with two of the people in this house, and you're thinking, right, that's going to be the story is how she gets out of this weird sort of smart house. And it's going to be that. There's a possibility, yeah. if you've not seen the trailers, which I haven't seen in trailers, that that's the story. She's leaving these people out and it's kind of like a smart sort. Um, and a, and a, a little, a little mm-hmm. bit like that. And, but, and I'm sat there thinking, I guarantee you, I guarantee she doesn't end up the rest of this movie in trousers. Because... This movie already has focused solely on Michael Monroe's legs far too much, and we're only 10 minutes in. And lo and behold, a few minutes later, she electrocutes herself, wraps something around a gas thing, blows a hole up in the bottom of the house, and then rips off the legs of her trousers. I released the legs. Yes. <laughs> she, she, she adapted to that situation surprisingly quickly, didn't she? she yeah, she, she did, didn't she? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's like she she didn't give a shit that those guys were there either. No, these, these, these are my collateral damage. I don't yeah, give a shit about you people. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that, that guy's going no no don't, don't take our mask don't take our mask. She's like no I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's but I mean it sets up this stuff at the start as well about how you know she's really not a nice person. She basically nicks a load of shit off people. Um, but then like there's. It's like there's some sort of newspaper clipping or something on her fridge about like music school. And it's yes. Like, okay, so she wants to go to like performing music arts college. college or something then, and then it's just never brought up again. Oh no, no, no! But that's when she keeps on talking to Tao about music, doesn't she? Because he loves music and she loves music. Oh, yeah. so writes his own symphony. Yeah. Yeah, all right. See, that, what I was really hoping then when it was at Red Sun Symphony, it, it, it came out, it was just like the Thomas the Tank Engine music. And he played it and it went, do, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, but literally two percent of people in the world will understand, and I'll get shit for being mean about a movie that people like. Yeah, I, the, the 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 Del Boy ones, the only fallen horses ones, funny. I I I, I yeah, that one's good. Matt's been a bit miserable about I, Whitehall. It's I I have been, me. and I'm trying to stop. Um, Ed, Ed Screen, sorry. Ed Screen, yeah, he's. Do I look at him going? He, I actually think he's good in it, but it, it just it feels odd him being that. I think he's as good as he can be. But I, I, I think he's I think he's a good actor. I think he's a I, I think he's. I really enjoyed him in uh, the Transporter reboot. Oh, I thought he was. I thought he was a lot of fun in that. I thought yeah, he, he was, was literally just going to be thrown a skin job number one. Um, in that, and he was actually he was actually quite good. He's really entertaining in Deadpool. Yeah, he's great in Deadpool. I, I, I don't know what he's like in Game of Thrones, but I assume he's shirtless a lot of it. Um, most people are. It, well, most people are, yeah. Um, and then I think he it, it was interesting seeing him in this and not relying on being, you know, just a physicality. Mm. He was wearing a shirt. All he was wearing day. a shirt all through it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It was almost like they thought they had Nicholas Holt. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was Nicholas Holt, actually. First shot of him, I thought, is that Nicholas Holt? He's buffed up. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I can see that. Because it, it, it's just like, did, were they planning on having him be more action y in the film originally or something? And they just kind of like ran out of time? Because, like you say, <laughs> he is like super, super bulked up but there's no real purpose for that to that for the character no but I, I think he's just he, he that's just he is just a, a bulked up guy yeah. he, 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 <laughs> that's just he's just living his life being all bulked up but it, it is it's one of those things he is just a yeah you know it, it, he just I don't know it, is, is, is he still in Thrones is anyone still in Thrones I don't know it's like one season next year I think uh. yeah um but it's yeah. the hot blonde chick still in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, because she can't fucking get a movie career off the ground. You leave her alone. Okay. <laughs> they your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, you know, props to her for... She looks really weird without hair, though. Yeah. 
It's the, the thing about Towers. It, it, it's another one of those movies that is. It, it, it's let down by the fact that it's trying to be really smart, and in reality, it's a bit fucking dumb. It, it's a decent idea for a movie that just doesn't pan out, isn't it? Like I said to you the other day, it feels like a badly written Black Mirror episode. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the reason Black Mirror works in a lot of the episodes is that it leaves sentiment a lot of the time at the door. It kind of just lets it play out, whereas this tries to Spielberg you and tug at your heartstrings, and it's just it just doesn't work. If they'd just done the film and just let it let let events pan out without trying to force this relationship between her and a house, I think it would have been a lot better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did like those little fucking the little drone drony things. Yeah, the clean shit. Yeah, they were quite cute. Yeah, it's it, it. Even we even said when they were doing their cleaning thing, that's not an efficient way of cleaning. No, it's not an efficient way of cleaning. No. Not at all. Could have just got one of those little fucking like those little things Roomba. that cats sit on. Roomba. Yeah, and you could have got like five of those, and they'd have fucking just cleaned everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Oh god, and when she takes it outside at the end. Ugh, no, no. Sentimental bullshit. Yeah. Fuck you, house. Fuck you, house. Yeah. Explode and just die. Couldn't even do that. Well, that was another thing. That, that, oh, you can't go upstairs. Why? That's where he keeps the shut off. What? You mean he fitted a self-destruct? Why would he do that? So that everything can be destroyed. I wonder if that's going to fucking come in <laughs> 20 minutes. Yeah. Literally, it literally is. What is... If if Tara would have turned up and said, "What is my purpose, Lex?" She'd have just gone. It's just exposition, so we can get to the end of the movie where I can take you away. Yeah. Some kind of weird little cleaning love egg. Ew. Come on, we're all thinking. No, I don't think anyone was. Gotta say, I, I wasn't thinking that, Mark. Ian wasn't thinking He's that. Lying. I'm <laughs> genuinely not. Yeah. It's a deep clean. Oh, disgusting! <laughs> disgusting. You won't have to take it one step too far. <laughs> it's a step I like to sit on. <laughs> There's filth and just all kinds of just putrid shit there. Revolting. <laughs> Usually. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm between Geostorm and, and, and shit, and I think I'm going to have to just go shit, because I just, with Geostorm, it would be I'd watch it again. Mm. And I won't watch this again. Mm. Geostorm's shit, but enjoyable, isn't it? it but, but I did not enjoy this. It's just shit. <sighs> yeah, it's, it, it is. It's, it's shit. It, it just it doesn't succeed at anything that it's trying to do. It, it's one of the most obviously, definitely shit we've had so far this year. Yeah. Well, our poll came out definitely not shit, 33%. Wow. Touching cloth, 11%. Shit, 33%. And Geostorm, 23%. Oh, fuck it, I just thought it was straight down the line shit. I'm, that's stunning. Yep. Do you reckon that the people that voted for definitely not shit, though, just really like Michael Monroe? I, I consider that some of those will be that. There are some nice visuals in it. The big screen thing that he's got that lights up as town and does all that. But then, the, oh, see, I'm remembering other bits. So, 
he, he will have to program memory right into him. And that's a program that makes him learn, right? Yeah. But then to punish him, he's programmed pain and deletes his memory. Well, what happens if he deletes the wrong memory? What happens if he deletes the fucking cooking recipes or some well, shit like that? Well, he deletes, like, there'll be a base code that's protected, yeah. and then he deletes a certain amount of minutes or days, depending on how naughty he's been. I just, it just doesn't seem efficient, that. Surely he should just get that other weird fucking, um, the, what is it? Hyper-robot. Yeah. The hyper-aggressive head 209. Yeah. Um, he, he should just get that to just jab a fork into an outlet or something like that for a little bit. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I get. Oh, just rest- rest- restrict his, uh, his electrical flow so he's a bit dumb for a bit. Yeah. 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 Or just hold up a picture of, uh, of, of is it is it Holly from Red Dwarf and just go, this is the face I'll give you. This is the face, Tao. <laughs> oh, which Holly? The, the dude one. The dude Holly. Yeah, the bald guy. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Don't promise me you look after yourself. Yeah. I'm going on things. So how you been? All this baby shit must be mad. I know, I'm sorry. I know you always wanted to be the one I got pregnant. <laughs> Marcus, Trenton and Bon Carter, three nights? That's right, yes. You guys picked the perfect weekend of each year. It's boozy as hell. Well, you boys have a good day's hunting out there, eh? We will. Ian, should we do uh, Calibre before we do what we've been watching? Then we can segue smoothly what we've been watching. Yeah, I want to... I have in this review, but just one thing before we carry on. Isabel came downstairs while I was watching went, what's Calibre? Calibre. Oh, Calibre. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like about Calibre, and it's a film that you can't watch, so off you block. She could watch Calibre. It's a bit, it's a bit... I don't think she'd get on with it, but she could watch it. There's no, there's no titties in it. There is no titties in it. No. There is like a little boy getting shot in the face. You like that bit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Calibre, Calibre. Uh, <laughs> is a movie written directed by Matt Palmer. Uh, it had its debut at the Edinburgh Film Festival uh, and was released, I think, just a week later uh, on Netflix. The same day, actually, as Town. Very different films, like what very double bill. Yes. Um, <laughs> stars uh, Jack Loudon, Martin McCann. Uh, and one of those is, I can't believe that's not Martin Compton. Um, yeah. And, uh, literally, this movie was made three years ago. It would have been Martin Compton, wouldn't it? Without mm. question. Uh, uh, Tony Curran and a few other people who you go, oh, it's that guy from that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What happened in the movie? Uh, you've got two best friends, uh, Vaughn and Marcus, uh, who you get the feeling that they're best friends who don't see a lot of each other um, anymore. Um, they are going into Scotch Highlands through a remote village to go hunting. Um, Marcus is more of the, the hunter than, than Vaughn is, um, but we find out very early on that Vaughn is just about to expect his first child with his wife. Um, and so they got out into this remote uh, village to, to go hunting, and it's established quite quickly that the village is is falling hard times because there's an actual a hunting kind of 
Country club. Country club. I saw that um, very close club. to it. That's kind of take a lot of their business. So the the, the the guy's kind of welcomed in the community, but there's an air of something a little bit tense there. It's a it's a typically aggressive, stereotypical Scottish village. And I'm not saying that <laughs> Scottish villages are aggressive. I'm saying there's a stereotype that can point into it. Um, they go out on the first night, uh, have a few drinks, um, and Marcus is warned off one of the local ladies um, and seems to not heed that advice. And then they go off hunting. And random guys roll spells all the time. And it sounds like I'm going to a lot of it, but literally this is on at the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there is an accident where, and remember all spells all the time, guys, where Vaughn accidentally shoots a child in the face. That's a brilliant shot, that, uh, which it, it is a good shot. Um, and then things go from there, and we'll get more into that from there. Uh, Ian? I believe the term is hijinks into you. Hijinks do not into you. Um, <laughs> low, whatever the low, opposite of jinx is. Low jinx. Yeah, low jinx. Dower jinx. Dower jinx. Uh, <laughs> Dower jinx frequent. <laughs> uh, Ian, what do you think of Cleveland? Uh, Casa de Mi Calibre is, um, yeah, um, it's it, it's one of those ones that I'll never watch again, um, just because I, I found it very intense and uh, quite upsetting at times. Uh, that shot where, like, the deer, what what is it? It, like, it, like, bends it down. Oh, it lifts so it, its head it up, down, that's it. it. down, and he's got it in, in, in sight, and then lifts its head up. And yeah. You get, it's, it's, it's a fantastically shot and brilliantly edited. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, man. And I didn't, I didn't know it was coming. I, I, hadn't, no. I hadn't watched the trailer. I barely knew anything about the film other than people seemed to like it. So, like, it was just... Yeah, that... that, that just, like... The raw efficiency of it, where mm. it comes, it, it just it comes and goes. Like, it's, it's, it's a real gut punch, isn't it? Yeah, it's, God, yeah. If you've not seen the trailer, and I didn't watch the trailer either. If you've not seen, if, if, if you don't know that's what happens, it literally is. You get, it, you're going right. He's going to shoot this thing or something like that, and then it, you just go, "Whoa, where, where the fuck did that come from?" Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it's um. I, yeah, because I, I, I don't know. It was just it was weird because I was wondering where what the film was doing, like mm. uh, until that point, um, and I was thinking like, okay, is it going to be just like a crazy villagers kind of thing? But no, yeah. um, it, it it wasn't. Even though I I was a little disappointed with the third act. Um, like they. Build the tension, build, 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 and they're hiding it, they're hiding it, they're hiding it, and then suddenly it's they go they go in their jeep and they fuck off, and then everybody just puts two and two together. Yeah, like it, 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 it like it, the, the the build up to that, I I was a bit let down by, um, and I. You know, there, there, there's moments. I mean, like the the girl who, no, there were bits of it I thought kind of felt a little bit artificial, like the, the slashing the tires. It's like, what's going on here then? And it's just like, oh, that girl just likes to cause a bit of trouble. Yeah, I, you know, it, it, it just, 
it, it, like I say, it it kind of felt like it was inventing tension for the sake of inventing tension and just met, like th- twisting your t- stomach in in further twists than it maybe needed. Um, and and then with the third act, the like. You know, you, okay. If you're going to live, you're going to have to shoot him. Why? Yeah, that it, 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 that was it was it was an odd choice for that. It was a bit like they like they decided, oh well, you're not as bad as he is because he gave cocaine to that girl, and you know, so we're going to let you we're going to let you off because you've also you've got a kid on the way, you've seemed a little bit nicer, and he's seemed a bit like a prick. Uh, but he, he doesn't seem like that much of a prick. That's the thing. It's self-preservation, isn't it? Yeah. You don't see him a bit of a prick. But I, I, you know, there, the, the thing is, what I really did, did like about the film is it it felt... Everyone felt quite well in their characters. Mm. They all felt... It was a very well-acted movie, and they all felt quite quite believable. It, 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 it builds um, sort of a, a, a tense place quite well. Um, Tony Curran was fantastic. I yeah, he, he, he's really good because you know he does seem to be you know he's there and he's being quite sort of nice to them when they first get in and it's but then there's a, there's an air of hostility around the place. So do do they know? Does it turn out they do know? What the the, the people from the village that they know that they've done it? Or... Yeah, they admit to it. The torture uh, born until he admits to it. It's like literally. Stop me if I'm not remembering this right. They're in the forest, and then a search party's like, "We found them." Yeah, and, and then, then they, literally they the guys just get in their jeep and fuck off. Yeah, like it's, they, they chase them down. It's a so bit. The village of people know before that. No. Because like, okay, well then, as someone who's not watched it right till the end, I actually think that's really good because they, they build up this tension of like you're feeling paranoid along with them. Yeah. Like when the when there's the festival bit and there's the bonfire, I was like, this is going to get some Wicker Man shit going on here. Well, there, there was a kind of element of of of, of that, um, mm. that that building around it, but no, it, it's it does just go as they 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 do the very like you say they do quite very quickly put two and two together, and and it's just the fact that. They haven't even. No one's even accused them of doing anything yet, and no. immediately they're right. We're in our jeep and going. It's like, why didn't you just get in your jeep and go, like a few minutes ago before they found the body? If the bodies, if that's what you were gonna do all the time, if they found the bodies, yeah. Uh, it, it just like I don't know. It like that. The, the 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 way that the the build attention is so sustained for such a long portion of the film, and the fact that it's literally like, it's like you're blowing up a balloon, you're blowing up a balloon, and then you just stamp on it. It, it just yeah. it, it it I it felt it felt weird considering how assured everything was beforehand. And that's correct. I think it is a very, it is a very assured and very confident movie up to that point. Um, and then it, it does seem to it, it rushes its way through to its conclusion. But that I will say, the end shot is genuinely, I think, a bit of a worldy. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. See, and I, I agree. I think it's, it's, it's a great shot, um, but. 
when he's because it, it, it essentially just to explain because you've already said back that you're not bothered about spoilers. No, I'll like still watch it through. Yeah. Um, essentially, he, he shoots his mate. The baddie, the good he shoots the baddie. Shoots his mate, yeah, he's yeah. like baddie. Yeah, but like the good friend shoots the bad friend. He shoots his mate, yeah. 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 Um, and then they, they let him go, and it flashes to a year in the future where he's got the. Is it, is it a year? Six months. It? Six months, sorry, six months. The future where he's got the kid, and he the kid starts crying, and he goes into the room, and he's literally just. You've got a long, prolonged shot of him just stood holding the kid, just staring at the camera. And it's like straight at the camera. Straight at the camera with his glazed look. And it, it is right, it, it's a fantastic shot. All the way through that shot, as that shot starts, it lasts quite a while. Yeah. For a shot of that of, of that hill. Yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking it's gonna turn around and pan out, and Logan's gonna be stood in the fucking in his garden or something like that. <laughs> you you know you you with your, your kid hating things, you're like snapping there. No, you wouldn't. I know that, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought, oh, is this gonna be? It flashes out and Logan stood there. Just what is it? And it's like shit. And then yeah. we've got Calibre 2. Calibre 2. Um, Day of... Day of Logan. Day of Logan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a fantastic shot. I mean, I, I actually, I really enjoyed um, Calibre. I, I thought it was a, a really... I, I was quite shocked at how, how much I, I, I got out of it. It's, it borrows heavily from a lot of films of its ilk. It, 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 it borrows heavily from The Descent. In a lot yeah, of ways, yeah, yeah. In terms of the the setting, and I think the score is quite heavily influenced from the descent, in the sense that it goes that overbearing melodramatic score. Yeah. But when you do that and you use it well, you do get this this claustrophobic feeling of tension and just an overbearing, just that feeling of of, of things are going to happen at some point. Something's going yeah. to something's going to kick off. At any point, and there is there is that that element to it. It does make you, if you watch it, going, "I'm not going to stop it. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just not because horrible things seem to happen. It's horrible. You just don't shoot little boys. What's the point going to Scotland? <laughs> um, nice. Jesus. Um, so yeah, it, it is. But then you do have the thing of um, as well of the why did you do that? You know, it is an accident. Why do you then shoot the guy? Well, because he was going to shoot him, wasn't it? It was a bit like, I, I did think when, you know, when we were talking about Hereditary the other day, of like, you just don't know what you do in that situation. And I got the same kind of, you wouldn't do that, but would you do that? Like, there is like a self-preservation thing that comes into it, isn't Yeah, I, I suppose. I, I think the acting's really good in it. Uh, I think, I, I think, is it Matt Palmer's first? Is it, no, I'm sure it is, I've said it's his first film. Uh, I, I think it, I'm hoping that he's somebody that we now need to keep a bit of an eye on because um, for a film that is clearly as, as, as low budget as this is, it's a really um, it, it's a really solid debut film. Uh, there's, there's some great visuals. It's really well handled. The editing in it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I was I was a big fan. It's a definite shit from me. Yeah, def- definitely, definitely not shit. I mean, I, like I say, I mean, I, I have some reservations, but as a one-off, I'm never going to watch it again. Tight motherfucking film. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty hard to beat. Yeah, and and what is what is amusing is that I've just noticed that every character that is part of the Scottish town appears to be part of the same family. 
You've got a Logan McClare, um, Brian McClare, Al McClare, Frank McClare, Grant McClare. Yeah, I think they're all three. Cara is one of them's. Daughters. Yeah. 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 It is. So, yeah. Uh, well, our audience one, uh, definitely not shit, 73%. Mm-hmm. Solid. Touching cloth, 18%. Yeah. Shit, 0%. Mm. And Geostorm, 9%. Who the fuck gave that a Geostorm? Thank <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Dad, it's been steady. Hey, Dad. Yeah, I need you to come up and see me, okay? Well, I'm at Finger Point right now. Let's go kayaking. Come on, Jen. I'm coming. I'll race ya. You a man of faith? Yes! What was that? I think somebody shot somebody. Better find out what them kids saw. Did you call the police? He said she's not a missing person until 24 hours. I can track him. You have to get me out of here. I'm on the work detail Logan Park. You leave a car there, I'll find it. We gotta split up. You head that way, I'll head this way. Let's get this over with. I'll never let anything bad happen to you. Father, I haven't been. I'll kill him. I promise you that. I did good, didn't I? I did good. You hear me, boy? I'm gunning like a trap. I swear to God. So, yes, um, Ian, um, what have you been watching this week? What up? Um, yeah, quite uh, quite a few things because it's it's been like a week and a half, hasn't it? So um, I forgot to say on the last show that I watched Insidious: The Last Key. Um, so cool. it was it was the iTunes one ninety nine. Well, rent- hang on, hang on. Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. messaged about that. And then yeah. Forgot. So yeah, no, I did it anyway. Um, so yeah, I really I, I, I liked it. I liked it more than chapter three. Um, I missed the camp that the first couple had. Um, like I can see that. Yeah, in, Insidious chapter two, just like the fact that, that the character that Patrick Wilson is playing for the majority of that film, just the fact they're doing that in, in that film, I thought was very good. Um, but I, I very much enjoy that. It's basically now just a, a franchise about Lynn Shay. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's brilliant. Um, decent scares in there. I was a little bit, the whole, so mild spoilers for Insidious, the last key. I, I thought it was interesting for parts of the film that it was as much about real life demons as it was supernatural ones. But then it turns out that the real life people doing shit were basically under the influence of a supernatural thing, yeah. um, you know, which was a bit of a shame. And even though I will say as well, the, the casting of Kirk Acevedo, I, I don't know how you pronounce his name, but um, who was also... He's the fucking 
the one in War for the Planet of the Apes who like shoots the ape at the start and is generally just a fucking dickhead. Yeah. As soon as he came into it, it was like, right, he's a wrong in then. Yeah. <laughs> like he just he he has that thing. Um he, go, he does look like a wrong un. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that that but like a hidden wrong un. Yeah. Like he looks like someone who could have a respectable facade but actually be a wrong un. Um you know he wasn't a wrong un in fringe though. But anyway, I don't think he was anyway. Uh anyway, yes. Uh so Insidious the last year enjoyed it. Good scares. Um the two granddaughters were quite fetching and uh there we go oh that bit the reveal though that the 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 ghost that she saw in like the utility room bit wasn't actually a ghost it was a girl trying to escape that was great that is like we i just looked at you and i was like fucking hell she's real (laughs) it's like it is like a real shocker because you expect with the insidious movies for it all to just be supernatural yeah yeah and the fact that it, it it blends the lines really well, I think, in this one. Oh, and the creepy fucking baddie with the key finger. Yeah. That's horrible. Oh, when he, like, a, 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 has a pin down and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't think that would be creepy. From the trailers, it looked like, I said I said when we talked about it before, it looked like it would be really cheesy. And it just isn't in the context of the film. It's really horrible. Yeah. Mm. No, they're, 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 they're good films, are, are the Insidious films. I, I, I at least like all of them. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be up for another. I think they have to like they have to keep keep on with the uh, the chronicles of Lynchair. Well, the, I mean, like this one basically ends with her then coming into Insidious, doesn't it? So, yeah. I I don't know. I'd be up for. I remember Insidious Chapter Two. The start of that is a flashback to when Lynchay was younger, and she's played by. Um, I think her name's Jocelyn Donahue, the girl from the house, uh, the house of the devil. And yes. it's like, but with Lynn Shay's voice, with Lynch's voice, yeah, yeah, that's that's it, yeah. And it's like, let's do that. Yeah, I love, I love some of those films. I mean, yeah, I'll have to kind of deal with the odd thing of this attractive girl having Lynn Shay's voice, but you know, I'll deal with it. We can live with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could live with that. Anyway, moving on. Um, I watched Stir Crazy um, for the first time. Um, that that film's got way more Bronco-related things going on than I ever thought there would be. Um, Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor get sent to prison, and yeah. Gene Wilder's really, really good on a bucking Bronco. Um, yeah, we watched it. We watched it yeah, there, we not too long ago, didn't we? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, 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 but I enjoyed it. Uh, that that flick's funny. Um, okay, I, it, it, it is a very funny movie. They escaped during a, like a bucking bronco. Yeah, sure, they do indeed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. I remember we were really good. Yeah, you, you, we, 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 that's where we went for a little mini Richard Pryor thing, wasn't it? Yeah, you signed the edge of a canyon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the wonder Richard Pryor. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're, they're good together. It's it's a bit of a shame actually, as the film goes on, they're kind of together less. Yeah. Um, like yeah they're they're really together in the first half not so much in the second but I don't know the the scene where I think it's like what like Pryor kind of realises he's actually in prison and kind of freaks out and Wilder's (laughs) calming him down 
and then the exact opposite happens with the two of them and just like the the that like what they're doing that it, oh god it's some funny shit um but yeah it's it's on netflix and yeah well worth your time um just a few more um for some reason because i was drunk i watched scary movie 5 the other night um <laughs> I, just, I don't know why um <laughs> Did you literally type in scary movie in Netflix and go, ah, oh, is there a number five on here? No, I just, I just, <laughs> I, it was like, I think it was like one hour, 25 minutes long and it was like, oh, go on then. Yeah, I can see that. Um, no, I just don't, yeah, fuck it, that film's bad. That film's really bad. Um, is that Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan? At the start, yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing's narrated by an ape. It's, um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, God. Uh, I watched The Hangover Part 3, like I said I was going to. And Did you? Yeah, I really like that film. That film is funny. It is. That that film is, is, is funny, and it, it it does the thing about making on look really fucking cool at points. Yeah. yeah. There's a shot, I think it is, where they're in the lay-by just outside Vegas, and he's wearing a... He's wearing the Elvis-style fucking leather jacket. Mm. And it, it's shot in like as a silhouette, and you look at it going, "That man is one of the least cool men alive," and you've managed to make him look pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And the, the the strobe sequence is oh in the house, yeah, in, in the uh, hotel. Hotel, it, sorry, yeah, yeah, it's fuck. That's that's sequence is fucking amazing. Um, yeah, uh, Hangover Part 3, I have a lot of time for it, and I just love how much of a fuck you it is. It's a film that has an exposition scene, and then it's almost Todd Phillips going, these fucking shit munchers are going <laughs> to need something to fucking yap their, flap their fucking mouths off laughing now. What can I do? I know, I'll have a bunch of chickens all over the place, and like it'll just be the characters trying to pick up chickens. So that's what they do. It's exposition, and then Zach Galifianakis falls on a chicken coop, and then chickens start flying around all over the place. <laughs> it's just this fucking, like, I don't know. That film is weird, uh, but it's great. Um, it's not great, but it's it's, it's very entertaining. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, it's chicken. Yeah, it's totally chickens. Uh, anyway, um... Okay, I uh, watched The Incredibles. Uh, I first time watched Bellotti and she she enjoyed it. We had to watch it in two sections, but um, she she got through it. I like The Incredibles, and I like that Mr. Incredible first calls uh, Jason Lee's character Brody. Um, I'd never noticed that before. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's good. He's like, oh, what was your name? Uh, Brody. No, no, Buddy, Buddy. And it, it was like, yeah, good, solid. <laughs> I, I didn't. I I never picked up on that. Yeah. So I, want to know what I have to say, it's one of my not best liked, least disliked Pixar movies. Yeah, you don't mind Incredibles. I don't mind Incredibles. I don't mind Monster Dink. No. Rest of them are shit. I will rewatch Incredibles. I just I like Monster Dink. I hope he looks like he'd be really soft. Dickhead. He's not a dickhead. Nah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, a, he's a solid guy. It's a dickhead. <laughs> um, what else you watch? Uh, one last one. Um, so I actually put a review of this up on the on on the site. Um, I, yes. So yeah. See yeah. So this is um, uh, the Endless, uh, which is uh, Ju- Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead's uh, latest. Um, 
so yeah, I'm not going to say too much about it, but I am going to say if you haven't seen their first film, Resolution, um, you should watch Resolution before watching The Endless. So you should, they, they are not directly linked, but they are links, is what you're saying? Uh, I'm not going to say anything more than what I just said. Just that, all right, cool. I'll uh, cover that. Just, just in case uh, uh, people aren't aware of this stuff. Um, but yeah, so basically it's uh, these two guys who escaped a UFO death cult, as it's called, um, like a decade beforehand. Um, and they're, they're, they're brothers and their lives aren't really going all that well. Um, a videotape comes in the mail, which is of one of the uh, one of the women at the, 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 the cult, um, basically just talking about the cult. And it gets one of them thinking that actually, do you know what? Life was actually better when we were there. Um, and so they actually go there, uh, go back to see the people there. And they get back and um, they see that the people just haven't aged like at all, um, which is weird. Um, and weird. yeah, they seem to have uh, good lives and they brew beer and they party. Um, but there is something there. Um, and yeah, it's again, so these guys did resolution, they did spring and they seem to just be able to do really interesting high concept stuff with a low budget. And it's not that the film looks shit. It's just that there's, there's an apocalyptic nature to um, their material, which isn't shown on screen through big explosions. It's through dialogue and atmosphere. And it's really interesting. Um, uh, Benson and Moorhead also played the brothers, and they're, they're fine. They're, 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 they're perfectly decent. Uh, fine kind of sounds like I'm damning with faint praise. They're good. But... Um, I there, there's one uh, one guy Tate Ellington um, who plays the kind of de facto leader of the uh, of the cult who does a great line in you don't know if he's shifty or not um, and it, it, I, it's almost like the, the, the he's directed to play his role in a sometimes too nice way that does just get you thinking um it, it's yeah it, it, it's interesting that there, there, there are some missteps there's this really weird kind of subplot where one of the guys wants to get with one of the girls there despite the fact that in reality she's like 15, 10 like 15 years older than him and basically she would have been a pedophile had they had done anything when they were at the camp originally and it's yeah. like they kind of play it for laughs which oh. is a bit <laughs> weird um yeah it, it, it they, they don't focus on it too much i think correctly um but yeah it's a bit weird but yeah i really i i, I had a lot of time for this i prefer spring um because that film just fucking spoke to me. It's linked later with monsters, basically, and with, with a monster, and it's like brilliant. Um, but yeah, this is this is really interesting. But do watch Resolution first. Cool. Yeah, I'll give that a go. Actually, I'm yeah, just blue temples in it as well. Who's that now? 
Uh, he is one of those guys who crops up in a lot of things. Uh, do you remember actually weirdly we were talking about uh, Unstoppable last week? You know Ned, the guy with the ponytail who is driving the truck alongside it all the way through it? Yeah. Yeah, it's him. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. No, he's... And he's in all the Rob Zombie stuff and uh, you just worked on his quite a bit, actually, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, I know who he is. Yeah, um, yeah, he's not in it that much, but he's he's all right. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it, I'd, I'd be interested to see what you guys make of it actually. Yeah, I get for this week actually. Cool. Yeah. Right, do you want to lead with with the first couple that we that we watched, the two that you actually watched? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so first we watched Breakout. Um, got a bit sad over the demise of Brendan Fraser's character uh, career, didn't we? We did indeed. Yeah. Um, so basically, a. Um, uh, Brendan Fraser movie. Um, he's an environmentalist. Well, he sort of becomes an environmentalist because his daughter gets sad about seeing forest that's being cut down. Yeah. Um, uh, literally, we are not. We're not kind of like rushing through that. Literally, they're walking through the forest and they see a lot of trees cut down, and she's sad. And then, like the next, shows what's happened here, and then we fast forward seven years later. Yeah. Nice. And it's, He's become an activist. Taking it a bit too far. He has gone way too far. Yeah, yeah. he's a bit gone off the reservation with it. So, um, and then... Kill the guy. He killed, he killed <laughs> the guy. Um, uh, basically, a lady's trying to chain herself to a tree, and this man's trying to stop her, so Brendan Fraser kills him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what happened. Um, then fast, fast forward a bit more. Seven years. Seven years. <laughs> uh, and we get Brendan Fraser's version of... Um, Nicholas Cage in Comair writing to his daughter, don't we? Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no bunny. There's, there's no bunny, but there is, there is Brendan Fraser essentially doing that. Yeah, yeah. So he's in prison. He's the same guy who directed the film Ski School. Ski School. Yeah. You love Ski School. I do love Ski School. Anyway, shush. Sorry. So he's in prison, gets offered a deal to get out within two weeks instead of like three years. Basically, yeah. he basically fucks all his morals off. For, for the sake of three years. I think, like, I'd, I'd probably stick to my guns. Yes, but, but it's also because he thinks that he can get back together with his wife, who is now actually living with another guy. No, 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 no. She's not living with another guy. That guy's, I think, just a friend of her family. Oh, is he? Yeah, I don't oh, think I he's... Oh, Yeah, no, he's not, like, the new guy. Ah. Anyway, so basically, he, he says, well, I'll take the deal, but, you know, you have to give it another go with me. So he, he kind of bribes her yeah. into getting back together with him. Yeah. Um, but then, at some point within that two weeks, happens <laughs> into you. Yeah. Um, so uh, the 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 guy that Mark thought was the mother's new partner, who I think is actually like his lawyer or no, she's his lawyer. What is he? He shows that. I don't. He's not. No, because he knows him. It's a close personal friend. No, I don't think he's that. Anyway, um, takes the kids out like in the woods. To, camp and kayak and stuff and then they witness a murder committed committed by well you've skipped over that at at the same time you've got another story going on where you've got Ethan Suppley uh, and Dominic Purcell who play brothers Um, Ethan Suppley's character is a bit slow uh, and Dominic Purcell's character is a bit wrong is a bit He's almost he's almost a bit like like Dominic Purcell's watched Cape Fear a few times and gone, yep, yeah, I'm gonna go full day <laughs> uh, but can't quite pull it off. But I well, I will, 
yeah, so essentially they end up killing this guy and the kid witnesses it. So has he like broken him out of jail? Yeah. But he thinks he should be released early, doesn't he? Yeah. So Dominic Purcell, because he's a wrong one, Brett has broken his brother out of jail, but Ethan Suffy just thinks he's being released early. So they're like travelling up to Canada because it's like on the milk of money and maple syrup and they're just going to hide out in, in a hunting shack. In a hunting shack. Um, which Dominic Purcell thinks he's paid for. Yeah. Um, but then once they're in, because they have to break in, which is all a bit odd, uh, like you'd know something was wrong at that point, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, and then the guy turns up and um, tells them they have to get out because they're check bounced. And then it's him that they kill. Like, they drag it, he, he runs away, and then they're in the forest and they shoot him. And the kid sees it. And the kids are kayaking and they see it. So, yeah, so they've witnessed a the murder. These guys see that someone's witnessed it and then go on the hunt, don't they? And then they, they're the only other people they find. Yeah, and then. And then... <laughs> and that, it literally sounds like we're going through the plot of the movie, but it's so nobody else has to watch it. Um, and then, <laughs> right, so they're then chasing the two kids, Ethan Suppley and Dominic Purcell, through the woods. Ethan Suppley's character picks up the, her phone, the girl's phone, the and she's dropped. Yeah. And there's a call coming through from that says, Mom. So he answers it and thinks that it's his mom. Who's dead. Who's dead? But he doesn't. Really, but he doesn't really get that. Get that, and so he's talking to her, and keeps talking to her consistently throughout the movie, thinking it's his mom trying to tell him to not hurt this girl. Yeah. Um, and then in the back of this, so for some reason, Brendan Fraser tells his wife to not call the police, instead to break him out of prison, which is really easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. We were watching it and I went, hang on a second, he's out of prison, did he get released? Literally. Like, it's, it's... Literally, this is how, Ian and, and, and yeah. listeners, this is how he breaks out of prison, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to skip any point of this. I'm going to go through all of it. So bear with me, right? Their lawyer client are talking and he says, you need to break me out. And she says, all right, well, how are we going to do that? And he says, right. Well, I'm on, I, I'm on duty in that forest. Um, so you just leave a car for me at the end of this road, and I'll get it. And so the next scene is him getting in a car and driving away. Yeah, that is how easy it was for him to break out of prison. He literally, has, yeah, and that's it. And he just drives into Canada. <laughs> yeah, for a for a film called Breakout. There's literally no breakout at yeah. all. It, mm. it, a man walks to a car. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, it, it just, yeah, then people get stabbed and shot, and there's a bear trap, um, <laughs> Brendan Fraser goes, Aah! a lot, <laughs> um, yeah, and then it finishes and you go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, it was a, like, like a VOD, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It's, yeah, it's crap. Oh. It was crap. It, it was, I like Brendan Fraser. Though. I like Brendan Fraser, but even this isn't even like crap Brendan Fraser. It, yeah. It's just a bad film. Do you but think Dominic Purcell was really quite good in it. And usually he's, From Prison Break? Yeah, usually he's not that great in movies. But yeah, that's that. yeah. But he's no, a, not. He actually plays a really quite a good villain. Ethan Suppley's good in it. Ethan Suppley's good. They're actually all right in it. And their little dynamic's quite good. But yeah, it's not great, is it? Certainly not sold it to me. 
I don't watch it, mate. Do you mm. reckon Brendan Fraser's got like like a dartboard with a picture of the rock on it? I think he does, yeah. And just throws darts at it. Yeah. Stole my career, you fuck! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had bulky charming! <laughs> you got fat though, didn't you? Yeah, that's that's what fucks it all. Yeah. Uh, are you going to do the next one? No, you can do this I'll, one. I'll, I'll, I'll do the next one because you didn't watch it because you fell asleep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, watched the, we watched what? We were babysitting. We were babysitting. It was very late. It was very late and you fell asleep. I fell asleep. Yes. So I watched uh, two thirds of The Nice Guys uh, while we were babysitting and then the final third of The Nice Guys on my phone in bed. Despite the fact that I could quite easily just put on the TV in bed, but then that would have meant leaning over to get the remote. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't, so I literally watched on my side on my phone going, yeah. Um, <laughs> I spoke about the nice guys a few times on the podcast. If you want to hear our full thoughts, we just go back and listen to the full review. Um, but yeah, I, I still, every time I watch the nice guys, I'm still struck by just how good a film it is. Yeah. It's so punchy. It's so funny it's the the chemistry between um russell crowe and ryan gosling is fantastic gosling is in full uh, you know i'm going to poke one of myself mode the the the, the his level of, of comedic um slapstick it mm. is fantastic in that but the bit where russell crowe's going to break his arm and he's just laying on the floor just going no no is <laughs> mm. just He's brilliant. Um, he's he's utter just just shitness at doing what he does. And then you get the great bit where he, 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 he deciphers the code that's written down and says, no, it's the airport, it's this, it's this, it's this. And Russell Crowe kind of looks at him and goes, really? And he says, yeah. He said, you know, I did used to be good at this. I am still good at this. And they're going, huh. And then literally five minutes later, you find out he's just wrong. <laughs> it's brilliant. Matt Bomber's great in it. Um, it's it's a it's a ridiculously cool movie yeah. that should have done a lot better than it did. No, and it didn't. It it's just it it's a movie that was just hard to sell. Yeah. Came out that, in the that, summer as well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. I, I think this movie comes out in November or February, and it does really well. Mm. It just. It just it just missed its mark. It's got a very old school vibe to it though, hasn't it? Like those all like Hollywood sort of intriguing well, kind that's of That's it. Things like this with inherent vice are, are are not necessarily going to make money, but they're going to entertain the people they're trying yeah. to entertain. The problem is they have very low mass appeal. You've got a, a, a kiss a, kiss bang bang kind yeah, of movie, isn't it? You know, it's it's it, you've got two acts now I I don't think can can sell box office anymore. I'm, I'm not sure Ryan Gosling ever could sell box office. Mm. Uh, I just don't think he's that type of actor. No. Uh, I think he's purposefully not that type of actor. Mm. And Russell Crowe can't anymore. Yeah. You know, he had a very yeah. small window where he could, I think. Um, but yeah, but it, it, it's a great movie. Um, and it, it, it's the, the, the crying share of things like this and Man from Uncle is. They're really cool, really well-made movies that that pay homage to eras of, of filmmaking and um, and settings mm. without just um, 
without feeling indulgent in those or without feeling like they're relying too heavily on that that, that scenario. Uh, but they just didn't just don't hit the mark uh, from that appeal, which is a shame. But it's the reality of these things. But yeah, the nice guys is is is, is fantastic. Did um, they do some money? No, they didn't. No, no, it, it, budget. no it, it made 62 million off a budget of 50 million. Oh, shit. Yeah, um, we'll do that one and then we'll do Sky. Yeah, yeah, Go on. okay. Uh, so we also watched during our babysitting marathon, yeah, um, 50 50, which I think you've seen before. Yeah, I haven't. You have, no, I haven't. I haven't. Anyway, um, Joseph Gordon Levitt, um living his life, um, living with weird face Bryce Dallas Howard. Fuck you, she's stunning in that movie. No, she ain't just got weird face. You're an idiot. Um, and, yeah, basically has back pains, goes to the doctors and gets diagnosed with a really rare form of cancer. Um, could, I, his... could I point something out, area? For this, for this being right, there, there's a long history of, of, of male cancer in my family. Would you say that's right, Becky? Yes. Right? When they're going over all of the things, that, that the, these symptoms that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's got and the doctor stood there, Becky turns around to me and goes, you get all those. That's you nice. Go to the doctors. <laughs> you, basically, you basically threatened me with cancer. No, <laughs> because I worry that you don't go to the doctors. You're an ostrich. I'm not an ostrich. I can't bend that far over. <laughs> no, because you're bad back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, he's got to have chemo. Um, he does some research into it and finds out that the survival rate is 50-50. 50-50. Um, and yeah, basically it's about his, his journey from hmm. from there. Um, turns out his girlfriend's a piece of shit. Bitch Dallas Howard. Bitch Dallas Howard, yeah. So she's behind his back and just basically being unsupportive and crap um his family his parents are a bit um well his his father's got alzheimer's and his mum's a bit odd um but played by angelica houston so that's always nice to see um and yeah the sort of constant throughout it all is his uh friend Seth seth rogan um who's always there for him basically tries to keep him upbeat about um about what's going what he's going through and um keep everything normal for him but support him at the same time and yeah. of course it's based upon the rise of the writers about the cancer and Seth Rogen is basically playing himself in the movie. Ah, is that true? I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah and I think obviously things come to a head he realizes he's, he's, what he's told the chemotherapy's not worked he's got to have surgery um he makes peace with his mother obviously there's anna kendrick in there as well playing his, his therapist and things develop between them and yeah it's just it's just really a story about that journey and what he goes goes through fighting the cancer mm. I, it's a it's it's on a rewatch it's just a really effective kind of movie about about the subject matter and it's mm. got it manages to be amusing and funny in the sense that you know you've got the, the, the moments where he's trying to remember what it's called yeah. um and, and can't quite grasp it and then you've got the um 
the bit where one of the guys is in the queue with him literally is just he, he, they're within one day he's there and the next day he's just not yeah yeah. and it, it's got that immediacy to it um, it, it's a really great performance from, from Joseph Gordon-Levitt and also some side performance from, from Seth Rogen doing that Anna Kendrick's just doing that Anna Kendrick thing she does which is fine but you get the feeling of what does a 50 year old Anna Kendrick actress look like <laughs> she's doing the same shit what does she do then when Goldie that, Horn type role. But then Goldie Horn's career was fucked on shit 15. Mm. Which is not saying it should have been, by the way. I, I Goldie Horn was fantastic. And I think genuinely could still could be a great comedic actress. But the problem is she she looks like a beauty queen and a reverse Benjamin Button. She looks like she's been left the sun. She's melting. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed 50 50. It was it was a solid second uh, third watch thing for myself. No. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, good first watch for me. Good first watch for you. That wasn't your first one. First watch. Right, and then leading into our main review, um, we rewatched Sicario. Now you don't remember it that much because you fell asleep the first time I watched it. Didn't I did. You? I yeah. Did, yeah. Uh, and this I is a common theme. Yeah, I didn't. I I, I watched all of it. Um, that's it, my third watch of Sicario. Um, what did you think of it first? I'm not a cell people know what Sicario is, but it's a character. It's old people. Um, it's a, it's a, <laughs> sorry, our cat's just scratching at the sofa and he's got his nails stuck. Dumbass. He is a dumbass. It's, it's a, it's a funny one. It feels very sparse, I think, when you're watching it. Like, to the point where part of me thinks, uh, I don't know, it, part of me thinks it was a little bit character-wise underwritten. Um in that you don't get any context for any of these people, you just sort of dropped, stop shaking your head, you just kind of dropped into this situation with them, but then part of, part of its appeal is that, in that there's no unnecessary backstory and over-sentimentalising of anything, it's just, you're just there with them in this situation. Um, you know, obviously you've got, it, it was publicised as being Emily Blunt's movie, and you, you're following her along on this on this thing with um, Brolin and Del Toro. In reality, it's not. It's more more Brolin and definitely more Del Toro's movies. You get through it, and you get to the point where you, where you realise, obviously, she's there as essentially an avatar for the viewer. She's just there to be one of us who doesn't realise what's background, I guess. And I think once once it tips past that point in the movie where you go, Oh, oh so that's why she's there it's a lot it's a lot easier to kind of watch, if that makes sense. It it just makes it more more, more of a logical story. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's a great, it's a great film. But I think, I think it's it's a little, it feels a little bit muddled to start with because you don't know whose story you're watching, really. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my third watch. Um, uh, I think it's a fucking fantastic movie. Generally, I think I, it gets better every time I watch it. It's 
you've got you know, you've got a, a magnificent um, score from uh, Johan Johansson. Um, it's which is oppressive over the top of it, and it's and, and I think I said this, and I think we all agree because I think me, you, me, you, Noel, and Jordan, I think reviewed this when we reviewed it the first time round. Mm. Um, the, the, the score is almost a character of itself, which is a really wanky cinema thing to say. <laughs> is it wanky? But I'm going to say it. Uh, the score is almost a character of itself. Um, it, it, within that, it's it it, it does a, a great cinematic thing of um, of essentially the, the movie where the movie works mirrors um, what's the movie's about. So you've got this this clandestine organisation that um, that um, that's what Josh Brolin's essentially worked for, and then you've got he brings in Del Toro there, and so the movie is, is, is like you said, X now is pitching itself as being an Emily Blunt's movie, and it's really not. It, it, it's not, but it, it also it, it is at the same time, and in the sense of everything she does. Is based upon she's she's a, a law enforcement officer. She's a member of the FBI, and the FBI builds itself as being the not the elite law enforcement in the United States. It builds itself as being the most elite law enforcement in the world, mm. and she is so committed to that, quite rightly so. It's not a fault within her that she cannot look beyond that and this world that is there that essentially is there to look beyond that rightly not not rightly or wrongly i'm not saying i agree with anything like that is she does everything to the book of, of what's right on it and it, it works for that reason i think well. i think her watching her realization that working within that framework of the law which she morally and personally has to do mm. is never going to affect any real change watching sort of how crushed by that she actually is mm. is quite that's quite powerful it is yeah um and i i, I like that i like the i i think i think her performance is, is fantastic i um oh, she looked fucking wet though isn't she no I, I do not agree with that <laughs> at all you're just saying that to wind me up I know. um I, I think i think she's fantastic i, I think the fact that that they that they take her along at no point does a movie treat her like as, as a female, they take her on. Yeah. They, they've got they've got Daniel Kaluuya, who I actually forgot that it was Daniel Kaluuya in this movie. Um, there, and I think he's been in there as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got him or Emily Blunt, and they take her because she's not because he's a lawyer, and they don't want somebody asking questions. They want somebody who is competent and who knows what they're doing, but isn't going to ask fucking asshole annoying questions. Mm. And then the minute she brings him into it. And they go, right, we need to take him as well. He does exactly what they said and he starts asking arsehole annoying questions. Mm. And they basically just tell him essentially to fuck off, basically. You kind of get the feeling that they they would have quite liked to have her to God, I can't see it properly, for her to come around to their way of thinking and sort of joined them for future stuff in an ideal world, but when she doesn't, they're really not bothered. They're, they're not bothered because I think because not because they do they go, you can't handle this or anything like that. It, it's more a it's not a you can't handle this world. It's more, look, this isn't for you. That's fucking cool. You keep doing what you're doing really fucking well. Mm, yeah. And that's and, and that's that's kind of it. I think it really is fantastic and it, it okay <laughs> The score is fantastic. Deakins' cinematography is just marvellous, but it's Deakins. Uh, 
And yeah, I think it's a great start. Introduces these really interesting characters, which. Go on, what are you gonna I was just going to say, like, just sort of on the whole thing of essentially she's there as an avatar for the viewer. I think sometimes when we watch like films like this, you kind of like to think that you'd identify with mm. the Del Toros and the Brawlings, but in reality, put in that situation, you probably would be more the the Emily Blunt kind of character mm. and be shocked and be reticent about doing these bad things. Mm. It, 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 it's 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 the age old thing of if we start. Well, you're not bending or you're breaking it. Mm. So where's the where where's the, line? where's the line of who's the good guys and who's the bad guys? Yeah. And that brings us into the next one. Soldado. Um, are we ready to go for Scarlet uh, Soldado, guys? Yeah. 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 Cool. Right. No rules this time. Turning you loose. How loose? Carlos Reyes. How's that for Lucy? It's your chance to get even for your family. We're gonna help us start a war. With who? Everyone. So Sicario, Dave Soldado, um, picks up just a, a essentially like a couple of years after um, the events of Sicario. Um, it's Stefano um, Solomir who did the um, Gamora series, isn't it? Yeah. Is uh, is the director. Um, the film starts with some suicide bombings in Kansas City. Um, which are quite Graphic. graphically oh. shot, is what I would say. This movie very quickly sets out its stall and basically <laughs> says, this isn't going to be enjoyable. You're not going to enjoy this. It's going to be unpleasant. It's going to be a ride. It's, yeah, it's going to be unpleasant. Um, Josh Brolin's character, um, Matt, is in um, Somalia, uh, basically doing his, his thing, uh, interrogating some pirates and using drones to kill their families. Uh, to find out uh, where uh, this, this, these suicide bombers, how they got to Mexico and why they got to Mexico. Um, Utilising the fact these suicide bombers uh, came through Mexico, they can then declare the cartels uh, as being a terrorist organisation and Matt and his team of badass ruffians can be unleashed upon them with slightly more financial backing and what he thinks is freedom and you get a, a bit where he's talking to essentially the his superiors and saying look if we do this and he outright comes out and says i'm gonna have to get dirty uh and then when matt and uh Solvado get dirty they don't quite like it do they um ian sorry it's coming home what did you think of uh, sicario deo Solvado? First off, Mark, I'd like, I'd like to thank you for using my proper name. Um, now, yeah, Day of the Soldado. It was really interesting, so I thought you guys just had a really good discussion about Sicario there. And it kind of shows how much more interesting a film Sicario is than Sicario Day of the Soldado, or whatever the fuck it's called. It's a, it's a decent thriller, and it's nothing more than that for me. 
Um, it, there's moments in the film where you—I literally was just saying to myself, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Which I didn't do with Sicario at all. It's not as interestingly depicted as Sicario, um, but Benicio del Toro is really good, and Josh Brolin's really good, um, and the girl as well. It, it, like she, she's she's very good in it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It it still it felt as inessential as I thought it was going to feel. Um, it and it, I don't know. It it was it, like the fact that they planned this out to be a trilogy and whatnot. I think is fascinating because it, it it just. I I think this is an appreciably lesser film than the first, and I'm not nearly as bothered about watching a third one now as as I was up for a trilogy before watching this one. But uh, what do you guys think? It does feel a little bit less weighty than the first one. A bit more, more, bit more pedestrian with the shady um, uh, sort of department headed up by Catherine Keener and and all that kind of stuff. But I think, I think what's quite nice about it is it it, it puts the story very firmly in the lap of Del Toro's character, and it's it is very much about him and his vendetta and. Um, and basically, obviously, him, he, his motivation for it is that he wants to take down, is it Diaz? Reyes. Reyes. Yeah. It's either going to be Reyes or Diaz. I really, I, do you know, I really enjoyed it. I actually probably enjoyed it more than the first one. I think it's, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's, it's, it feels like it's got more of a tangible storyline. Me. I don't like the fact that in films, whenever you need to disguise a girl, you just cut her hair. That bothers me in any film that that happens in. Is it trope the irritation? Yes, it is. Um, is, is it like me, where everyone eats, that hasn't eaten for like three or four hours, they eat like a sandwich? Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's done well. I think the kidnap bit's done well, and they just they, they basically just go, shh, let's just leave the room and then come back. <laughs> We're totally different people. Um, that bit was quite... It was quite clever. Like it, 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 it probably it, it, yeah. happens, and it's. I think it's. It's kind of uncomfortable watching stuff like this because you kind of, you look at it and go, this shit probably goes on. Like this shit definitely goes on, and it's like the the underbelly of the, the 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 powers that be that are supposed to look after our security and our safety are probably in a lot of cases worse than the bad guys. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like. Uh, it's probably not as good of a film as Sicario, but it's maybe more an enjoyable watch. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of, do, do I think it's better than Sicario? No, I don't think it is better than Sicario. I think Sicario, like Ian says, there's a lot more... A lot more weight to There's it, a lot more it? going on in Sicario in a sense of, of beyond just what you're actually seeing. There's a lot more going on, whereas I think this is... Um, I do think a lot of this is it, it. It's a second movie. It feels a lot like a second movie in a trilogy. Like a lot of what's going on here is to set up the third movie that we've not actually seen yeah, yet. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is the first one didn't feel like it was the first part of the trilogy. No. 
this one feels like the middle part of the trilogy that already exists, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, and so there is, it, it, it's almost like you're looking at going, right, Taylor, we we don't know what's in the third film because mm. we didn't write it. We haven't read the script. So you playing this out, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work and in that sense it feels a little bit almost like unfinished. no not, not unfinished almost like this is season two yeah of sicario sicario was season one this is season two and we know there's going to be a season three because it's already been greenlit yeah um and it feels a little bit a little bit like that however what i will say is i i enjoyed being back in in that kind of clandestine world i thought the the bit where he's sat with Sherwingham uh and they're discussing the um what they're buying i'm gonna need this i'm gonna need this i'm gonna need this and Sherwin was doing it and it's just essentially he's, he's he's dealing with a black market arms dealer and they're just having it in a nice restaurant um they're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars of just government money that they're saying oh and this is all on the treasury yeah it's coming out of some shell organization for this and it is so what is it and you're watching it going shitty thing is this happens yeah you know we've been naive to think that this doesn't happen and it's not just america that does it you no. know what is it britain is the biggest arms dealer in the world uh, you know and to create arms you've got to constantly be having a need for them, so you've constantly got to be involved in some form of conflict mm. um it is and so there's there's that I like the fact that it, it's it, it very much is it's not painting them as good guys, but it kind of is wanting you to think that they are. It's pitching them as being an evil. Yeah, um, but as well, it's a it's it's a cartel movie. It's a, it's a cartel movie. And we said this after we watched it. It's a cartel movie that doesn't have any cartels in it. Like Geostorm, a Geostorm movie that has no Geostorm. <laughs> yes. um, but what I quite like about it, sorry, just to interrupt for a second, is it's not, I don't think it is pitching them as the good guys at all. I think it's that kind of trying to say, look at all this shit that's caused by these guys in this movie. You'd be naive to think it doesn't happen in real life. What would the world be like if they just didn't get involved? Well, there is, there is, uh, yeah, and, and there is an awful, an awful lot of that within it. Uh, it's not as pacey as, as Sicario. Uh, it's not an interesting story, uh, but I do think it's got a lot of, there's a lot of bite to it. Um, there's a lot of sharp imagery. I think it's a, it, it's a very different director. And the fact that Stefano um, Similia is, is somebody who's come from a TV background a very cinematic TV background, but a TV background, um, it, you can see that mm. um, in, in the way that this is that this is played um, mm-hmm. in comparison um, to something like Villeneuve, who is who, Dennis Villeneuve has a very very cinematic eye mm. uh, in terms of the way it works. Um, I would watch the next one um, quite happily, but what I will say, and I think Ian, you'll absolutely agree with me on this. This is a lot more my wheelhouse than yours, would you say? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's that's totally fair. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a decent film. It yeah. just Sicario felt like an elevated version of this kind of film. Yeah, which is and which. I think it's exactly right. Sicario Two is this kind of film, though. It does have one of the best nonchalant gr- grenade flips in in cinema. 
Yes, that is that is very cool. The the um, the grenade out the window. Grenade out the window of the car and it just fucking blows up. <laughs> uh, it also a, a great, a, a fantastic um, kind of fuck you line in it. In the line, where is it? Uh, Jeffrey Donovan um, is, is speaking to Matthew Modine by the video call, mm. and he, he, he says something, and Matthew Modine says, "It's great. Who are you, and why are you talking to me? I'm asking him." Oh, and then yeah. Brolin's character just says exactly the same thing over again, mm. yeah. um, and it's I, I like I like Brolin's kind of arc within it in the sense that he's. He's very confident and comfortable in what he does, in the fact that I don't even think he thinks what he does is right. He just knows he's very good at it. Mm. And he kind of gets off on the fact that he's able to to completely fuck around with things. And he's... um, Michael Mann, for instance, very cleverly makes movies about men who are very good at doing what they do. Whether or not they're good men or bad men is it's immaterial to what it is. It's men being very, very good at what they do. And Matt, the character from this, is a very similar to my character in the fact that he's very confident that he's very good at what he does. And the problem is within this, it's... He gets fucked over. He's used to fucking people over. Yeah. And him doing that. And the fact that the minute thing, the shit hits the fan, it shits itself. Yeah, and and he basically says, "I told you this was going to happen. I told you this, and don't fucking fuck around because you haven't got the stomach to fucking to, to go through with it. Yeah. This is the way this world fucking works." And then, essentially, he's told, "No, pack it all up, kids," because that guy is like, "I'm not doing that." And then it's the he literally just goes off and just fuck him. Fuck them all, yeah. and just goes completely off it. And you get the feeling that the third movie is going to be, you know, Benicio del Toro's character going right. So you want to be a Sicario, right? Come with me. Where yeah. else to go? And you know, it's set up. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, he, he literally <laughs> says to Catherine Keener, "I'm gonna have to sort this out, and I'm gonna have to kill him because if I don't, he's gonna come and fucking kill you." Mm. Doesn't get killed. There you go. There's part That's of the fucking three. I think you are right, though. That is one of the disappointing things about this film. A lot of it you're going, ooh, I wonder where they'll go with that in the third one. Mm. With Del Toro, with... Is Brolin just going to go full fuck it? Mm. Well, I think he is. And, you know, it, it is It is very much just setting up a third movie. That's it. The thing is, I, I want to watch the third movie, but mm. then again, this is absolutely... You know, we said earlier... You know, they do have a drawing of me in these fucking what is it? It's going. This is the idiot we're making these movies for. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's probably, probably a picture of me, with my finger in my ear, going, huh? <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I really 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 liked it, but I'm very much predisposed to really really like this. Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. So it, it, it's 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 a little bit like catnip for me. I could roll around <laughs> in it all day. What a weird way to describe it. Yeah, that was weird. What what I would say though, what I will say is, I said this to you afterwards. If you could, we watched this on Sylvester Sloan's birthday. Um, if you could, if, if I could pitch a, a perfect movie to, to somebody, it would be, you know, the um, the um, the fifth Rambo movie that is being booted is yeah. Rambo taking on the cartels. Yeah. 
I, I, I'd like that to be uh, the uh, uh, basically written by Taylor Sheridan and featuring Soldado it's somewhere in that. You know, Rambo fucking teams up with Benicio Del Toro and fucking Matt, Josh Brolin character, and they just fucking go off and just take on Cartel but with Rambo in the background. I, I would, I would, I would watch the show. Nobody else would, but I would. Yeah. I'd have a good um, time so yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I really, really, really liked it. Um, so I'm definitely not shit on that. Yeah, definitely not shit. I like, yeah, it's not shit. Uh, our audience, what are you reckon? Oh yeah, not shit. Definitely not shit. Well, our audience uh, was. Uh, definitely not shit, 62%. Touching cloth, 15%. And shit, 23%. We do have a couple of questions. Let me just get them. Let's get this going. Oh, uh, Rick Kidd, uh, at Rick Josh Brolin versus Benicio Del Toro Deathmatch. What is each best performance? And if you have to save one's filmography and delete the others, which would you pick and why? Who's going first? I feel like our answers to these could, could all be very similar, to be fair. Um, so I'm going to go first because I know that I know that doing what you like, yours probably are the same as mine. So Del Toro would be... Fenster, usual suspects. Ding, ding, ding. Um, Is that yours as well, Ian? Yeah. Yeah, it's mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for Brolin, for me, it would be it would be Bigfoot in Inherent Vice. Yep, same as mine. Motu Panakeku. Motu Panakeku. He's fantastic in that. What would be yours, Ian? I don't know, I do like Llewellyn in No Country for Old Men. Um, Strong shout that, yeah. Yeah. It's, so. His is a harder one to pin it down to, actually. I was looking, I was looking through the... Uh, there's, there's a lot in there that could be it, but I think it just it has to be inherent vice. Yeah, I've got to say he's bloody good as Thanos. Yeah, he is actually really good as Thanos. He's actually, really yeah. good. Mm. Um, so who, who's who's from Orphidiki? I think given the fact that it was so hard to make a decision, it would have to be Brolin's. Yeah, I'm gonna keep Brolin's as well. Yeah, I was gonna keep Del Toro's. Well, yeah. The thing is, you do actually get, if you keep Del Toro, you do actually still get Thanos, though, as well, don't you? Yeah, and you still get Inherent Vice. That is true. That is very true. Oh, you do, don't you? Yeah. There's a bit of crossover there, isn't there? There is a little bit of crossover there. You do get to keep Naya. <laughs> Part of my choosing Brolin was because I didn't want to lose Inherent Vice. Yeah. But if I get to keep it anyway, mm. I might keep it. Yeah. The thing is, if you don't if you don't have Brolin, then it would have been somebody else with Deadpool two, and maybe Stephen Lang would have actually had a shot. Probably I did. Not. I did like him in Deadpool. Uh, yeah, I'm keeping Brolin. I'm keeping Brolin because I get because I get all the Del Toro ones that I like. The only thing I lose is his is usual suspects, and that's got that's got creepy spacey, and it was directed by Brian Hall, my penis singer. You leave usual suspects alone. It's a great film, but. It hasn't aged well, has it? Let's be honest. You've got no, the film has. The film has, but you've got you've got the the, the, the Baldwin that likes Donald Trump. Yeah. You've got Touchy Spacey. Oh. And Brian, hold my penis, 
singer. I probably know my famous singer. Because that's what he says to people. Nice. Your voice, usually. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know that for sure. Allegedly. 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 Uh, no, you can't. No. Unless you're in the future. You leave usual suspects alone. I love the usual suspects. You can't just never watch a Kevin Spacey movie ever again. You watch them. That's just silly. Well, you're, you're never going to watch Seven again. Huh? You're never going to watch Seven again. Oh, no, I, I, I am going to. I'm, 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 I'm totally bluffing. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero thought really this one. Uh, cool, another question. Um, Thomas DeGere uh, at Nocturnal. What, is it? Uh, what bad film do you think has had enough potential in it to be remade? See, mine's, mine's a funny one because it's already being remade. What? Pet Cemetery. Oh, well, that's a fair enough one, then. Yeah. yeah cause... It's got... hmm? the, the film's just not done well. No, it won't, was it? No. No. Jeff Crandall's good in it, though. Whoever it is that plays Jeff Crandall, I can't remember his name now. The big guy. Cool. I've seen Pet Cemetery once, like 25 years ago, Rebecca. But the casting for, for that is. Um... I don't know. The Rock and the Sun guy. Oh, Jonathan Lithgow. Yes. Uh, the new one, which is quite interesting as well. Like, he's not a big giant, like, like the other guy. Um, oh, God, what's he called? Is it... Yeah, Fred Gwynn. Herman Munster. In the first one. But, yeah, the rest of it is just crap. But it was it was during that period where pretty much all Stephen King stuff was a bit weak. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously with this resurgence... It could be, could be really good. Yeah. So that's mine. Better. You yeah. got one again? Um, it follows is in my head because that's a great premise, but just the execution's really wanky. Yeah, that is a that is a solid, it's a solid shout actually. That mine's really annoying because I can't remember the name of the film. Um, Who's in it? No, no, that's it. I can't remember anybody who's in it. Oh. it it's a it's a British film from like the um, late 50s, early 60s. Uh, that um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's driving me mad. And it's set in a um, a little Welsh village at this uh, little hotel. Mm. And it turns out that they all these people go to the this hotel... Uh, or like this, this B&B thing um, and the hotel it turns out it's actually it, it, it's like a stopping point between um, when people have died and some people at the hotel are all ghosts except somebody's got there who isn't a ghost isn't dead um, and it's the thing is the film itself isn't that great but I'm watching it and I remember watching it going this isn't great, but it's a really great idea. It's a really great, it's a really great premise to it. It just doesn't, it doesn't work in the film. It? I can't remember the life of what it's called, but it's that's the one. It's ringing a faint bell. What? It's ringing a faint bell. Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, I remember uh, I reviewed it years ago for somebody, for something. Uh, was. Um, I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, it, it, when it was, it, it said the film itself wasn't great, but the premise was really good. Uh, yeah, that was it. Our questions uh, this week. Um, what are we covering next week, Ian? Motherfucking skyscraper. We are covering motherfucking skyscraper. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super, super excited for Skyscraper. I'm going to see Incredibles 2 as well, but it's all about Skyscraper. Yeah. Um, are they all, they're both out this week? Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck hell. Um, cool. Uh, right, so yeah, so we're going to cover um, Skyscraper, which should be... Which I, I, I'm surprised if it isn't a lot of fun. Solid yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Um, so that was episode um, 262. Um, thank you very much, Rebecca. You are very welcome. Uh, Rebecca, thank, Kate Foster. Rebecca Kate Foster. Thank you very much, Mark Foster. Uh, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, Doodamonkey.com. Um, your whichever podcast provider you're getting this from. At Ian Loring. At Betsy Foz, at Dude Foz, at Dude and the Monkey. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to try and do some things on the YouTube channel this week because uh, I've got a bit of time off work. So I'm going to try and do some interesting stuff on there. Um, maybe formally, maybe not. Um, and please. You're going to do a beard video. I might do a beard video, yes. <laughs> I might do Matt's beard routine. Which, Ian, Ian, the beard, the beard thing, it's been up to gain. I'm now to three combs. It's going a bit silly now, Ian. Three combs in three different settings on the hairdryer. Fucking yeah. hell. It's all a bit weird. Yeah, three separate cards. Takes him longer to get ready than it takes me. It does, mm. and I would say ninety percent of that is, is being related. Right. Yeah. yeah, including the five minutes that I look at it at the end and go, "Well, hello, <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ." So yeah, uh, there is there is that. Um, yeah, and uh, Instagram. Please follow us on Instagram because it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's where it's at. It is indeed, yeah. Choice. Yes. Um, so, thank you much, guys. You're an idiot. so sure that England's gonna throw it away, gonna blow it away, but I know they can play, cause I remember three lines on the shirts, jewels remain still gleaming, 30 years of hurt, never stop me dreaming, so many jokes, so
It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home.